Welcome to Cars and Health Bars. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about building on a budget and also have a little surprise for you on the other half of the episode. You'll have to listen to find out. I think we both can agree that there are places that you can cheap out on whenever you're uh, building a car. And I would say most of us are builders on a budget anyways. I would say probably 70% of people who build cars, like their own cars, are on a budget. And I mean, most people that are building on a budget are building on a budget. Like, because most of the time, if you got money, you're taking your stuff to a shop. And I mean, that is the smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it's just saving you a lot of time and hassle. But on the other side of things, you know, do you trust that shop? I mean, oh man, I've it's... heard of a few people that have got burned, you know, doing that. That's so true. It's it's all... And I... It comes to where you really got to listen to your buddies and listen to other past experiences. But I mean, I've I've taken words from friends on places that uh, have man, it, it it wasn't the same same story for me. It, I just completely got screwed over other way around. We were just talking about a, a you know like a muffler shop that I I really t- I took a lot of my stuff to back whenever uh, we were in high school. But uh, you know Jordan just saying you know he definitely wouldn't take anything there. No, I've had nothing but bad experiences like two or three times now. I, you know, I was like, maybe they're just having a bad day, so you know, I didn't try to hold a grudge or nothing. But I'm not mad at them. But you know, it's like, okay, clearly I don't need to take my vehicle there. Yeah, and I think that kind of leans into the building on a budget thing. Talk about exhaust work, you know. Yes, yeah, so a welder's expensive, but at the same time. You're not paying for labor. You're just doing the work yourself. And at the end of the day, that's a skill you can learn on and then make money on if you wanted. So, And even building off of that, the uh, you you can even be, be a builder on a budget and there'll be some jobs that you can't tackle yourself. And uh, you even have to, you might have the option between a cheaper shop or, you know, like a more expensive shop that might even be farther out of your way. You know, our, our local tuning shop, they get people from all over. And I'm sure that they have tuners that are closer by, but... Like, you know, there all these shops that build up such a reputation of being doing such good work. You know, people will travel for good work. Absolutely. And, you know, what you're saying about people taking their vehicles to shops or stuff that you can't do at home. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, you know, if you're rebuilding like a manual transmission, you're pressing on gears. I mean, you're doing wheel bearings. I mean, anything. A lot of people don't have presses at home or mandrel benders or they can't pie cut exhaust, you know. So there is a good... It's not bad to take your car to a shop and have them modified or nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like buying a built car too. I'll kind of touch on that briefly, I guess. You know, I don't, there's nothing wrong with not building your own car because at the end of the day, we're all enthusiasts. I'm kind of curious on what your take is on this because uh, we're we're on two opposite uh, spectrums. Whenever it comes to us being mechanically inclined, you know, you went to. You have some degree of schooling whenever it comes to the mechanical side. You've been doing it for years. I myself am a uh, what I would call YouTube certified mechanic. What what what's your take on these YouTube certified mechanics as such as myself? So are you talking about like sub, like people that put content out on YouTube or just no. people that watch YouTube content? 
Yeah, I'm talking about like say say I'm taking off like uh, a head and I'm like, okay, well, I've never done this before, so I'm gonna go look up a video and download it and go out to the shop and and work alongside the video. You know, everything I've learned about mechanic stuff is through YouTube. I have no problem with that. I think you should kind of choose who you watch wisely on YouTube. There is a lot of great content there, but the, at the same time, there's also a lot of bad content. So you really just got to kind of, you know, pay attention to what they're saying. And you, usually if you're not the most mechanically inclined, you can still tell if someone else is. So yeah, I got no problem with learning from YouTube. I've learned a lot from YouTube myself, you know. Super, super luckily I had you help me with my uh, heads on my 350, but uh, I'd followed a YouTube video on how to uh, set the valve lash and uh, I was explaining to you how I did it and you're like, dude, that is extremely, totally wrong. And you explained to me actually like what the purpose is for lashing, uh, having that lash in your valves and uh, it made complete and total sense. So definitely like, like you said, you've got to really watch, watch who you're watching and make sure they know what they're doing to begin with anyways. Yeah, and if you could... uh you could probably hit up like local machine shops or tuning shops and they would probably, I'm not saying they might not charge, but I'd say a lot of places would try and help you out, you know, or explain things to you if you really like, especially I think if you showed up in person, I don't think many people would want to explain anything over the phone. That's very hard to do. Yeah. That that's probably my biggest pet peeve with, uh, with my stepdad. Uh, He, he does most, uh, or he's helping me set up my wiring and, I, I had an issue over this week doing some wiring, and I sent him a picture, and he's like, man, he said, I, you cannot send me pictures. That tells me nothing. I, can, I cannot see where that goes. And I'm like, I know, but in my mind, I'm like, he can figure it out over the phone, you know, pictures. But, dude, a picture does yeah. not help anybody out at all. Or I'm sure uh, one of your shop's biggest pet peeves is somebody trying to replicate a sound over the phone that their <laughs> car's making. Oh, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've heard. I've had a few people try and replicate sounds, and it just never works. It's like, let me just go drive this real quick (laughs) that's a really common like dealership thing is sounds like there's so many like people have like water bottles in the back of their car rolling around and they're trying to describe (laughs) that to you thinking it's like something wrong with the car uh yeah i for a future episode uh you know you coming from working from a at a dealership and we have a close friend that still works at a, a dealership i i would just love to have all, all three of us on a podcast and me just oh, yeah. ask all the all the crazy stuff y'all seen while working at a dealership oh you know i we could probably do like an hour on that dude i could talk <laughs> well, all day about that's what i like about our interview episodes you know you never know they might last an hour on one topic and you know it's just that's that's just how it be sometimes yeah for sure but that's that's another thing too. Uh, surround surround yourself with like-minded people and you know especially have a mechanic friend or two like like i said you know i i know that you know i've got jordan and and i have a couple other mechanic friends if i ever have an issue or have any questions i'm like hey man would you mind just setting aside some time to come look at this you know it's it's worth getting a second look and a second opinion before you blow your stuff up yeah for sure i mean if you're trying to do something on a budget you know there's certain corners you can cut and some you can't. And, you know, you may not know that unless you've dealt with it before. So getting someone else's experience is definitely a smart thing to do. Yeah, and on, on cutting corners, I, I was really wanting to get into some parts where you could get away with cutting corners because, I mean, in the end of the day, if you cheap out and buy a crappy part that's cheap, it could end up costing you a lot more money in the long run because your cheap part could end up damaging, you know, what expensive parts you have or, you know, uh, overall build in general. Absolutely. I've been through that countless times and 
you know, I didn't learn until I even like a year or two after I put that part on and it finally failed due to a premature failure or something. You know? That's, that's what kind of what I'm going through right now with all this wiring. You know, I'm have no idea what I'm doing whenever it came to wiring. I, I wired up just the worst monstrosity you've ever seen. And my stepdad had to explain to me the, the value of an inline fuse. He's like, okay, so oh, yeah. <laughs> you know this little $3 fuse here? That's a lot better than blowing up that whole fuel pump or that whole water pump or, you know, whatever. It's a lot better than burning your car to the ground. Absolutely. What In your experience, what's what's some parts that you can kind of get away with uh, cutting corners on for, for our listeners that might be ballers on, or builders on a budget? So it depends on, like, engine platform, you know, I can talk about suspension stuff a little bit, but it kind of depends on what your goals are with the car. So let's say you start out with a C5 Corvette, right? And you're wanting to do racing on the Corvette track, NCM Motorsport, Motorsports Spark, tongue tug, NCM Motors, Motorsports Park, or any other track for instance. So, you know, the first thing that I would not overlook is your tires everyone is pretty well aware nowadays that tires are one of the most key features to a car so i would never skip out on tires on a budget those are so important doing anything competitive with a car um so as far as what you can kind of cheap out on it it depends on your platform like i said so let's say you're starting out with a c5 they have a really good suspension design for factory so you could probably run stock suspension for a while and be good and on a lot of cars your differential will usually outlive your transmission so you can usually be safe with stock diff i mean hopefully no one's just you know welded your gears together who knows i mean there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there on marketplace but you can cheap out on, I'd say, bottom rotating assembly of most engines. If you're staying NA, you can probably keep the bottom rotating assembly. Uh, anytime you do a cam, two springs, uh, I know there's cams uh, or no springs required, but it's just preventative maintenance, really, to do springs. I mean, sure, your lift may not exceed the factory spring rating, but if you're going to run a cam, I mean... It's just better to run springs, I feel like. I'd rather be safe than sorry. And trunnions, I've good name brand trunnions like CHE. I cheaped out on trunnions on my car, and it caused not only the trunnion to fail, but it also caused the lifter to fail too because there's no preload on the lifter from the push rod. And I could probably talk all day about like different things I've experienced with premature failures from putting on cheap parts, um, exhaust. A lot of cheap exhaust is really not good for my experience. That a good name brand exhaust is definitely worth it, especially on like headers, because you want good fitment around like your steering shaft and frame. Yeah, I mean, and whenever you start buying parts off uh, Amazon, eBay, all that, you run into our good old buddy Chinesium. And oh my God, dude, Chinesium is not your friend. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I got I got Chinesium header or not Chinesium. They're actually stainless, but I got some eBay or Amazon headers. I can't remember when I first got my car. You know, I didn't know no better, and they fit like shit. But I gotta say, the metal quality was pretty good. They're only starting to rust two and a half years later, almost three years later. They're finally starting to get some rust. Yeah, hey, 
it's it's definitely especially whenever you order stuff off Amazon Amazon or eBay it's definitely like a big chance game whether or not you're going to get a decent part or not I yeah, mean for sure uh, uh go ahead uh I was just going to say I got I got a that starter that mini starter for my 350 uh it it was aluminum you know all that you know smaller build whatever i i get that thing up dude i shimmed it every way i could like there was no way that thing and it would just lock up in the flex plate every single time and dude and it turned out the actual bendix i'm pretty sure is what ended up being bent so i i just had to go to o'reilly and just pick up an actual one that that's another big thing uh especially on stuff that you're not too sure if it'll work. Or you're not too sure if it'll fit, man. Get go to a local parts house because worst case scenario, the part don't fit or whatever. You can just take that thing right back. Yeah, for sure. I'll agree with that. You know, I, I've, um, I've got a really good buddy that works at our local parts house and man, he he'll get stuff real quick and he'll return stuff real quick. It's, it's really good to get a friend that works at a parts house. Yeah, for sure. I'll, you know, luckily we order a lot online, so I don't deal much it's actually going to the parts house, but if I ever do go, I we got a local rallies, and I've had nothing but pretty much good experiences out of them. So, yeah, and a lot of your and guys are buying works. online. You know, try and buy from good, like depending on the brand of your car. Like, so let's say you got an LS car, you know, Tech Speed, BTR, Summit. You know, buy from good distributors. Yeah, and if you're building like an older car, like a 350 or any older body style car, uh, uh. Speedway, Jags. speed, yeah, Jags and Speedway, Speedway yeah. are your best friends, especially Speedway. There's not a lot I could not find for my 350 on Speedway, and even like they even sell like conversion kits. Like you know, I'm I'm I went from V6 to 350 in my uh and my G body Camaro, and they had everything I needed to do the conversion. They had the cross member for the transmission that's not even supposed to be in that car. Like everything you need is is on there. So big, big shout out to uh, Speedway for for helping me on my build, having all the right parts. Not By sponsored. The way, <laughs> you ain't got no G body Camaro. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I got mush brain. All good. Um, as far as like swap parts, that's a little harder to find. You're you might have to know a fabricator or someone who's pretty good with a welder and uh, swaps are something i would recommend going to the shop for if you're not too mechanically inclined because there can be a lot involved with that yeah and if if your shop is kind enough to kind of let you you know I, I wouldn't say stand there and stare at them the whole time they're working but if, if you ask them if there's you know times where you can kind of pitch in or what you know help out whatever it's it's so fun to do a, a swap man it's it's great if if you can build that relationship with your shop to the point where you can kind of get involved too Swaps are some of the hardest things to do in the car world. I'd say they're that's pretty high up there. For sure, yeah. It's so much. If you would do a swap, I would definitely, if it's your first one especially, look for a platform that is used quite often. That way it's, you yeah, can find aftermarket parts. Yeah, like a parts. S10 or... Uh, putting a 350. Put, putting a 350 or an LS and virtually anything, there is a swap kit for it. Yeah, um... 240s are kind of like that, but imports, I wouldn't say stay away from. Everyone likes an import, but there's some imports, and I don't hate on them, like Skylines and stuff, for instance. They never had an RB made in the American market. They never came to America. So your best bet for RB parts is like Canada, or if you know someone, because 
a lot of parts there's hard to find. I mean, you're going to pay a lot for shipping. That's yeah. There's a lot of hassle there. That's what I was going to say, man. That shipping, it's God, that's terrible, especially out of country. Like, ooh. yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of uh, people that are builders on a budget definitely being these uh, LS guys. And, you know, because a lot of times if, you, if you're buying something like an RB or a 2J, you, you probably got a little bit of money if you were able to, to swing that. Yeah. The 2J, maybe not, but definitely the RB. You, you got to know what you're doing or have some money there. And another thing, man, junkyards are your friends because, you know, a lot of times there's, there's especially with the Corvettes, they, they a lot of times have a lot better parts and they will go, like, especially for me, for a Camaro, I, I took a rear end out of a, a Corvette same year and put it inside my car, bolted right up, everything, everything seems to be fine right now, you know. Yeah, I, junkyards are pretty underrated. Like, you go to a pull apart, man, you can get a 5.3 for nothing. And same same thing we were saying with the parts house. A lot of times you go to a local local junkyard, a part don't work. They will probably more than happily take that back and give your money back yeah, or try absolutely. to find you something. Like anytime you can stay local, which you know I, I know Amazon and eBay they do returns, but you know you got to wait for shipping. Mail guy to pick it up. Man, if a part don't work, I want to I want to load up and go get the yeah. right part that same day, like the same hour. What if I'm waiting on this car to get done today for a customer? If I, you know, my daily's broken. I got to fix the shit box. You know, like yeah. Yeah, that's me. You're, you know, like you you work, you know, twelve hour shifts, whatever you work, and you've only got one or two off days. You're only off during the weekends or whatever. You got to really want your car done that weekend, or you're gonna have to wait another five days before you can work on it. Yeah, for sure. No one wants to work after work. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, with with me personally, I I know for sure there's a part that I'm going to have to replace because I just bought it. It's my distributor. I should have bought an MSD. I wasn't thinking. I just cheaped out. It was one of the first parts I bought whenever I started the build. I bought like just some off brand. I think the brand's like JDM or something. It's so random. Uh, but the distributor cap, man, it don't even like all four, all four like little legs that attach it to the yeah. actual distributor. They, I can't even get all four of them on. Even if I tried, I tried pushing down as hard as I can. It's just like, it's just such a cheap yeah, part. Nothing lines up. A lot of cheap parts. I mean, the fitment on everything's just the worst. I just, that, that's and then, like, it's like them dirt last clutches, man. <laughs> <laughs> I will say if, if you do like you know worst case scenario you've got to buy a cheap part just to get it going or just to hear it run whatever definitely write down that part and replace it whenever you get some money because you don't you don't want that man you don't need that in your car yeah Yeah, and you don't want to have a one part fail cause a bunch of other failures you know like let's say your slave cylinder is a duralast let's just say duralast clutch and slave you throw in your car you know pressure plate you throw all that in, and maybe it bleeds out, which I've never seen. Everyone I've done, you can't even get it to bleed, I mean. But let's say you get it to bleed right, and you're going down the highway one day, and it just locks up, man. Worst case scenario, you're out of clutch. Or best case. Worst case, you have took some teeth off your ring and pinion. You probably fucked your trans up. I've seen it. I've seen a few cars from like slave cylinder issues just eat the diff. And dude, don't don't get us wrong. Like we understand that buying name brand parts, it is not the it's it's not cost effective. It's no super expensive. I hate it, but it's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, I I know at some point whenever I I was getting everything ordered that I thought I needed, man, I spent like ninety dollars on just a transmission cable. It gutted me. I'm like, how can this thin piece of wire cost? 
two hundred or ninety dollars, it just blew my mind. But it's just what you got to do. That's where the junk card comes in. Yeah. If you can't get good aftermarket parts, try and get OEM. OEM is usually better than cheaper aftermarket. And if you want to get creative, I mean, there there are YouTube videos out there to even show you how to fabricate parts, and uh, it feels yeah. just. It, you know, I'm biased because it's my profession, but man, fabricating stuff just gives you such a sense of accomplishment knowing that you made oh, that yeah. part. Like it just, you just look at it a different way. And it's, it's at least for good stories. Like if you're a guy that goes to car shows or cars and coffee, you know, it, it makes for a good story on, on the builds history and you know what you did. And it just, it's just, it's just a great thing to do. For sure. I'm, I kind of go on a rant about a, cheap car like people cheaping out on car parts and stuff too you like got? all the gen 3 gen 4 truck like 5360 ls people they <laughs> what about these fit too? yeah they get they get their 300,000 mile 53 and maybe they throw some cam bearings in this thing with the biggest truck norse that btr has <laughs> on the shelf that day and they don't put any springs on it, and they reuse all their push rods, and it makes, let's say, three fifty to the wheel in their ninety nine Silverado. You know, not <laughs> bad. Yeah. So, to me, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, at least re bearing, re gasket your engines. I know people that reuse head gaskets and stuff. You know, it's like blows my mind. I've heard of people who are using head bolts. Oh my god. That, that bolt's already been torqued to spec, and they're... they're, they're yeah, it's been heat-cycled a million times and been torqued. I mean, it ain't... The clamp load is not there, buddy. That, that, yeah, that, that's something that a lot of people just kind of don't want to pay any attention to is the engineering aspect of like stuff like that. Like uh, a, Fasteners, the, man, you can't cheap off fasteners. The ARP or nothing. Or the, even, you know. the whole purpose of torquing something to spec is specifically to stretch those threads where they need to be, like to, to get yeah. maximum clamp force. Like there, There's more to it than just, let's just put some ugga-duggas to it. And yeah, believe- especially anything that's torqued to yield. I mean, don't reuse that. I mean, believe me, you know, there there is some specs where, you know, it don't matter if you ugga dugga or not, even though it's got a spec, but there there is definitely stuff that you have to be meticulous about. For sure. I may not, like, I don't impact most stuff on, but if I do put it on and I don't torque it, I usually fill it out by hand with a ratchet or something. At least. <laughs> you you freaked me out the other day when you were putting my wheels on and I seen you down there tightening with a, with a torque wrench. I'm like, what's homie doing down here? I normally tighten it with like a breaker bar, just like, you know, give, yeah, I'll, I'll add even load to the threads, but homie down here with the torque wrench. Of course. Yeah. Torque the wheels, <laughs> man. And have them falling off. <laughs> that was too much for me I'm, I'm over here just like especially with my truck i just did wheels on it i'm just like all right break your bar till till i feel feel the amount but yeah it's definitely something you probably should torque down yeah when i worked when i worked at the dealer i wasn't much about it you know it's when you're flat rate you know you just ugga dug it and send it. <laughs> get the next one in here get me another paycheck yeah i mean i've never had a wheel come off from doing that so you know i can't say it's it doesn't work you know but i'd rather it be torque spec yeah it's just another way to be meticulous in your trade. You know, I'm the same way in my trade. I get yeah, if that. Yeah, you got time, take your time. That's that's something people, like, anyone building on a budget, you know, you're probably going to deal with some old parts and they're not going to want to cooperate too well, you know, like, stuff's corroded. Like, today, dealing with my drive shaft, it was corroded to the rubber coupling to the <laughs> tra- or the diff. Man, it was such a pain. But you just be patient with stuff. Don't get angry and, you know, make a mistake that might end up costing you money or 
all the time. I will say too, another thing, if you're, if you're building on a budget or just building in general, uh, it, it can get toxic. Uh, I've seen it happen, but Facebook groups with people who have the same build as you, like I'm, I'm building a third gen. I'm in a third gen group on Facebook there, man. If you have any questions, they, they have probably already dealt with that. And there's probably threads in that Facebook group of people having this problem and somebody answering it. Like my, my radiator, you know, I don't have a shroud on yet, or I don't, I can't use one now that I got a bigger radiator, but, uh, I didn't know right now the way my radiator sits is it's like not flush it's actually higher up than where the you know the metal sits where the hinge and everything is i thought i thought that it was like a big problem i'm like what am i going to do i just got on that facebook group and it turns out you just have to fabricate your own bracket to go on there especially with a bigger radiator had no idea you know and it's just not something you could yeah. youtube specific questions like that you know and there's probably forums and you know stuff like that but that's that's not something i really forums are a little on. iffy to me yeah, and, and some, I do like the Facebook groups. Forum forums are kind of hard to route sometimes. Sometimes it just like you just can't. If there's threads that go nowhere, and you know a thread will end because nobody uses forums anymore. You know, yeah. so and Facebook groups, like I said, and if you don't understand something, you can just ask, and and there's people on there that you know would love to love to talk to you and love to help you through your issues. Yeah, but any LS people, uh, there's an LS swap group and like LSA swap group I'm in, and and there's a lot of real good advice in that group. Yeah, yeah, that it, it's good to it's good to have people that have already walked walked those footsteps that you can follow in and, and uh, figure out the right way to do things. For sure, learning learning the hard way is not fun. I've done it a lot, dude. I'm it's sure not. everyone has, you know. That's a good way to break parts, hurt yourself. Good way to break break your heart. <laughs> yeah, break your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It that's terrible and even like having a having something fail like you said right there at the end of the build or not long after you finish the build dude that that'll get you faster than anything and that's something i hope i don't have to go through you know i'm i'm no one deserves that i would say i'm i'm kind of approaching the tail end of my build and that's just something i'm praying that i don't run into but i dealt with that with customers cars man and it it sucks for me not even the customer like i just feel bad about the shit you know yeah for sure yeah i could definitely see that I don't know. Something, something else I wanted to bring up, especially since we're on the cars topic. We've, we've kind of been uh, workshopping some, some shirts. Uh, we're definitely going to get a couple for ourselves for you know promotions at cars and coffees and stuff like that. But I'm kind of curious to see if you guys would, uh, would be interested in shirts. You know, we'd probably, probably wouldn't make a whole bunch, but I would definitely make a, make if you wanted me to get you one, I would do what I could to get you one as long as you know you kick us back some money for what what the shirt would be but uh i kind of we were kind of playing around with the design to kind of get you guys in what we're dealing with uh i i kind of threw on the idea of having some like controversial or like you know insultive phrases on the back and uh i was kind of wondering what you guys would think about that just like having something random like you know a shirt crapping on five three truck guys or a shirt crapping on the crackle tune guys that's kind of one that we both really liked and kind of as a shop shirt or whatever i, I thought that'd be a good idea and if you guys think you could get on board or would be interested in some shirts you know we'll have our logo on the front patch and then have the stuff written on the back i'll i might post a picture or something like that on our facebook or a tiktok if you guys were interested and you can let me know if you uh would be interested in buying a shirt you could reach out to us either on TikTok or Facebook. I'll, I'll get back to you. I enjoy. So if you have any uh, short uh, shirt ideas, I mean, 
Yeah, for sure. I'd like to see what other people have to say. Yeah, and yeah, I, th I think yeah, that would be great. So we could have one that says my other cam is a Stage 27 BTR Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's a great idea. I love that. <laughs> it's like the my other car is license plate, you know. <laughs> I have I have a stage thirty six BTR Chuck Norris cam. <laughs> yes, sir. Seven hundred thousand inches of lift on intake. Man, that that's something too. I forgot to get on with the truck guys, and I kind of beating myself up. It seems seems like these truck guys are the worst. Whenever you start talking about power numbers, they'll tell you what their truck made because they looked it up on the internet, and they'll be telling you how much the crank horsepower was from factory brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We we talk about power after taxes around here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, somebody at work, I was like, yeah, you know, like, oh, well, you got done to your car, y'all tell them, I'm like, yeah, it's only making about four sixty horse. They're like, dang, that ain't much. My trucks, my trucks making like four hundred. And I looked it up on the internet. I'm like, okay, buddy. I was like, you mean crank or wheel? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. That's just what's said on the internet. I'm like, okay, your truck's slow. You have no idea. Yeah, people really don't. I it's really crazy how many people don't understand that you have drive train loss. Most of the time, especially if I know I'm talking to somebody that don't understand, you know, wheel crank horsepower, all that. I'll just say, I'll, you know, I'll just say my crank if I know they don't know about wheel. Yeah. Most of the time I just round up. I'm like, I'm making about 500 to the wheel. Cause you know, I just, by the time then it's, well, I mean, you're making more than that. If you're at 460, I mean, you that, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why that's a low ball for a crank and that's the, you know, high for what it actually dynoed on the wheel. So it's just kind of a middle ground low balling on the, on the yeah. crank side. So that's just usually what I stick with. I don't know. I'll I'll be excited to I'll be excited to see what your car makes after your after your build's done. I feel like a lot of people are going to be nutting over your car after it gets done. Uh, it's still a shitbox, believe me. It don't matter, dude. You got that power. You got that power that nobody else has got around here. Well, most these uh, street cars. Everyone, everyone can have it. Yeah, but, but nobody's I got mean, it's, it. It's it's more about the longevity of it than top number. Like, I kind of talk about that. Not not necessarily like people cheaping out on stuff, but with dyno tuning, um, a lot of people want to see that peak power number, but that's not where you want to look in the graph. You want to see your mid-range and how your drivability is. I mean, that's so much more important than your top number. I mean, chasing the number doesn't get you very far in the world of tuning cars. How you get to that number. I mean, really getting your peak number is not hard. You want to see what it'll make at so much timing and then... Usually you want to lay off a bit at the peak number, you know, because usually your timing's pretty high, very pretty saucy. So you want it to be pretty liable, unless it's like a pure on track car. You know, being conservative a little bit, you know, that goes a long way. And a lot of people like, I, I know some shops that'll, and I, I like this. I think more shops should do this. Is when they get a car and someone's like, man, I just want to make so much wheel. I, you know, I want to make this. I want to make this. You know, I'm just after that number. You know, I don't know the shops will dyno it to that number and then take out like five, six degrees of timing, whatever they got to to make it safe and give it to them. And they won't even know a difference. Yeah. And it's better that way, I think. I, I'd rather the customer's car not blow up even if they want the max power. I mean, no one wants their shitbox to blow up. Definitely. I mean, I say it all the time. I want as much power, you know, whatever, blow it up. I'll put something different in it. Man, that's not that's not a way you want an engine to go out because you're talking about damaging a lot of other stuff on the way out. Unless you're the king of junkyard LS swaps or something, which I know some people that are, and, you know, we've dynoed cars for people like that. And 
we'll throw the timing at them, and you know we haven't had one blow up yet. But I mean, it can happen. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, I can kind of talk about uh, one more thing on the junkyard LS stuff. Is uh, I'd say most people know this, but Gen Four rods are so much better than Gen Three rods. I mean, if you're going like five three with some boost, and you're not trying to pay thousand bucks for like rods and whatever for pistons you can get good deals on like some of these other brands for forged rods and pistons i i've got less than a grand in my rods and pistons and they're both forged so i think if you can't do that you know gen 4 rods are a great way to go they're a lot beefier than gen 3s they can probably take twice the amount of use as gen 3 rods i didn't even know that yeah, I mean, Haney's truck is making like 500 on Gen 3 rods, and that's just like stupid. It's been making that for like two years. Jeez. So, if he had Gen 4 rods, he'd probably be pushing 600 with like no problem. Yeah, he he's probably put, him, put, a, put a truck through some abuse too throughout the years. It has. It's it's seen some abuse. If, if that don't attest for it, then I don't know what will. Yeah, I don't know what will, because that, that truck is the king of... Not, not the king of junkyard, but the king of like a Gen Three LS can do. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I definitely agree with that. Well, if that, if uh, you don't have any closing thoughts on the cars, uh, let's uh, let's get a word from our sponsor for today. Hey guys, future me here. I just wanted to apologize. This segment you're getting ready to listen to was intended to be a video and audio experience. Unfortunately, the way our software works is if we are going to do a video podcast, the whole entire podcast has to be video. So we weren't able to do just separate video on this particular segment. Uh, We'll keep that in mind going into the future. If you guys want to see uh, the video version of this segment, we will have it uploaded on YouTube if you're one of those people that has to visually see the tier list. Uh, but in the outro, I will review what our rankings were uh, in case you uh, needed to see that or needed to hear that. Sorry, uh, I'm an audio listener myself. This kind of sucks, but we'll we'll figure it out for next time. Uh, you guys go ahead and enjoy the segment. All right, something a little bit different. Uh, you guys can see a uh, video. So I'm not sure if I'll have it uh ironed out on spotify and all that but this will definitely be on youtube if you want to follow along with our tier list but i will do everything in my power to get it on your uh podcast platforms that would be ideal if it's not you're just gonna have to follow along audibly which shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad for you all but uh yeah we're gonna do a tier list and if this goes well definitely want to do this in the future even maybe with the cars topics that would be that'd be cool so uh we were we were just talking so the first three call of duties being cod one cod two and then cod three neither one of us have really played yeah, I, very much i've played them but oh you have it's i literally i was like nine years old ten years <laughs> so yeah. yeah maybe younger than that I'm just going off of hearing that like uh, COD two or COD, whichever one had vehicles, was like might as well have not even had them because they were that bad. Oh well, yeah, I never played multiplayer, so I can't even speak on that on them. As far as can, I don't remember one or two as much, but COD three campaign, I liked it. I'd I'd go back and play it almost. I feel like. Oh, we're definitely gonna go ahead and move these into not played. We are gonna be ranking them in order. Obviously, we want to oh, make. Dude. 
let's say COD three. Put that put that sucker in D tier. I mean, at Dang. least D tier. Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna argue with that. I cannot attest to anything. Dude, I thought it was a good game for campaign. I can't speak on multiplayer, but it, it had a good campaign. I liked it. it for at least for ten year old me, you know, it's pretty good. So yeah, I drink it higher, but I just can't remember too much. So for me, back back during that era of our uh, lives, I, I was I was playing Medal of Honor. Like I said, I was still a super little kid too. Yeah, uh, but Medal of Honor was better on the campaigns. I I think. I was split screening with my with my adopted brothers Who back in that day. Everyone be split screening. Halo too. I, I need to do. A, we need to do a Halo episode for sure. That that that. Do that. Uh, where where have you got a uh, COD Four Modern Warfare, which I didn't get to play until they added it uh, to <laughs> Infinite Warfare's pack, the remaster. So I've only played Modern Warfare remastered. Man, you know it's man. I... It's kind of hard to uh, to not think nostalgically about it and look objectively at where it should be. So was COD 4 but your first Call of Duty? Me first was COD 3. Okay. And then uh, my first modern COD was Black Ops, I think. I think I played Black Ops before COD 4. Oh. No, no, I played COD 4 first and then Black Ops. Yeah. So, um... I mean, obviously, everyone loves COD 4. It's what created the modern Call of Duty foundation. I would say at least A tier. I mean, great campaign. Really set up a good story for the OG Modern Warfare storyline. And then multiplayer. Everyone was playing multiplayer when COD 4 came out. I mean, that was one of the biggest releases. I don't argue with that, which, like I said, the only thing I played. I'd like to place an S tier, but I... I didn't play it a lot because by that time MW2 had came out in my life. So I, I can't speak about it on launch or nothing, but I bet it was one of the best times of a lot of people's lives on game. Wanna is it now well since uh Modern Warfare twenty nineteen came out, up until then, this was the first Call of Duty to actually get remastered. You know, you gotta think it's so good that yeah. they, they put the effort into remaster and it probably was what sold a lot of copies of Infinite Warfare at the time. I'm sure their sales... It definitely is why I bought it. It probably skyrocketed whenever they added it in to where you can... Uh, or did they have that from launch where you got a remaster of COD 4? Well, you had to buy a special edition to get COD 4. But then like halfway through the game's life cycle, anyone could get it. That's right. It was basically just like a DLC at that point. It's such a, yeah, it's that's a terrible way to say that. Come back, move, dude. <laughs> Infinity Ward, shame on you. Yeah, DLC, COD 4. I, I'm, I'm just kind of going to go with your judgment up until we get to the Call of Duties that I started on. So uh, with that being said, where where you got World at War first? Uh, is it the... F- no, it's not the first Treyarch game, but it's... Uh, it's kind of where we saw Treyarch become Treyarch. Would you would you disagree oh, yeah, with that? I absolutely agree with that. Um, love World at War. That's probably one of my favorite games of all time. The campaign was so good, man. I wish we could have got a World at War too, but um, so I want to place World at War. I want to say almost S tier, but nah. I, I I'll see, I'll go A tier again with it because. War of War set us up with zombies, too, and oh, that's a big yeah. part of Call of Duty. I mean, you had um, Noct, Verrupt, Therese. I think Therese, mate. Yeah, Therese. 
Shino Numa. Yeah, and like I feel like there's one other I'm missing too. Like I said, that this this is the this is the first Call of Duty where we saw Treyarch really showing us what Treyarch was going to continue to be for the next coming games. Yeah. Dude, the campaign on that game is one of the best. Like all, all the first like World War Two games were so good in campaign. The later ones kind of just killed the World War Two vibes. But uh, multiplayer on World at War was really competitive too. I mean. I mean, COD Ford came out and everyone was like, "Yeah, we gotta play the next COD." So, I mean, I got I got put up there COD Ford. Both entry like, it's not the modern game from Treyarch when it came out, but it was like one of the best releases they had for a long time. I think. Yeah. Where do you have uh? Where do you have M Dub Two? That's this. Uh... Where this gets placed is uh, gonna. Yeah, I'm probably gonna hurt some feelings. Honestly, I I like MW2, but I'm gonna have to put in B tier. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I I think it's overhyped. I, I think it's a good game. I love the kill streaks. It finally added in some really like you had a lot of kill streaks to choose from, and he had the nuke. Obviously, no other game had the nuke at that point. That's awesome, but. I think it's overhyped just because all the snipers and face clan, you know, like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I like the sniper montages and stuff, but killstreaks are overpowered, man. And then you got cross map noob tubes, model 1887s. They're still OP. I mean, after patch, there's there's a lot of things, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with War at War or COD 4, but I think MW2 is pretty overhyped. I think War. War was a better game in my opinion. Uh, did you ever play Modern Warfare Two? I played it like once or twice at a friend's house. It was not uh, called. It was probably the first modern Call of Duty that I had played. Actually, it might be the first Call of Duty I played. Period. But like I said, it was just multiplayer at a friend's I, house. I loved it. I, it's one of the ones I played the most. But I don't want to put it too high because I think it's a real easy game. I don't, like I think they made it too easy. Oh, the aim assist too on the snipers. Oh my god. No. No, nah, not even that. Just like with the kill streaks, man. It's like yeah. you get a predator missile and you aim it right. Boom! You got to pay lower. <laughs> like, yeah. Or not pay low, but I mean, you got your next kill streak. Isn't there like a particular skill streak or score streak, kill streak order that you can follow to like pretty much guarantee a nuke if you get in like a halfway decent oh, yeah. game? If you get a chopper, gun, chopper you're gun, getting man. a nuke if you're in your game. Like if you're in your spawn. Yeah. And that... then if you can get some cross mat new tubes at the start, like you spawn on wasteland. I mean, you can get a predator missile or attack chopper like nothing. Yeah, it's pretty much GG from then. That kind of takes the skill out uh, of it at that point. As far as maps, I, re- I remember a lot of MW2 maps. Uh, there's a lot of favorites like Favela. I loved Favela. Uh, Estate. I loved Estate. High Rise. Awesome. Man, there's so many good maps. Wasteland. I, I'm i not too big on Wasteland. I think it's a little too open if you got thermal. I mean, you're sitting in the back. Uh... I can't remember the name of some of them. There's a lot of good maps on MW2. I liked it. Yeah. I think MW2 really set, like, some of the foundation. Like, COD 4 set the foundation, but MW2 kind of improved on the kill streak aspect. And then attachments on your gun, there's a lot more attachments, I think, too. And secondaries, I mean, shotgun secondaries, I think people realize that doesn't need to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> The riot shield was added in NW two, so you got the start of that. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I gotta say. You know, 
I, th- I think you could argue it being A tier, but I don't think it's S tier. I think a lot of people definitely put it S tier. Nah, I can't. I can't say I would put it in S tier. I could maybe put it in A tier, but I don't want to crowd up A tier. Yeah, I, I can't argue. I've, it's you know, like I said that's a game I might have put like two matches into and didn't even really take it seriously. Time I was pretty still pretty young, but Black Ops One is a game that I started to pick up Call of Duty and started to. I, I didn't own it. Still same situation. I think I borrowed it from a friend, but I played it enough to have decent memory of it i will say one of my favorite things ever about black ops one and it's super underrated probably something that nobody else paid any attention to but uh i would play in bot lobbies and if you had bots on they would be the names of your friends on xbox dude i I could literally play that for hours just firing that was so awesome I remember, like, back in the day, we had, like, you know, just get on Facebook, like, tell your buddy, hey, man, I, why are you in my Call of Duty lobby right now? Just, like, super stuff like that. Like, you're doing terrible. Look at you on the yeah. leaderboards. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, where to put Black Ops? What, what do you think? I don't know, man. You got you got where zombies got really serious. You know, you started to have some cooler maps. You have Moon, you know. Campaign was really good too. I never got to play the campaign. But Everyone loves Woods and Mason. I mean, it was, Weaver. You got to think it was good. O- it was Bowman. good. It was good enough storyline to go three. Go through three sagas of games like four. Four. Did, did they have it in Black Ops Four also? Wait. What? I'm talking about like the story of Woods and Mason and all that. Oh, I don't know because I never played Black Ops Four. No, I, yeah, Black Ops 4 didn't have a story. What am I talking about? And Black Ops Did 3 is trying to go back. I don't even remember. No, it didn't have a campaign. It's like the significant thing about Black Ops 4 and why I can't wait to uh, obliterate it. But, uh, yeah, it was good enough to get two games worth of story. And, man, oh, okay, let's not even get on Black Ops 2 yet. But, yeah, Black Ops Black Ops 1, I'm probably still going to let you uh, put where you want because it was one of those games I never owned. I played it quite a bit, really enjoyed it, and I'm probably going to be happy with where you put it. I think we both have about the same stance on it. Ah, uh, that's a hard one, man. I'm I'm going S tier. I think it's one of the best cods that ever come out. I think um, it, that's a real controversial spot. I think because I I liked how wager matches and stuff was. I liked how you unlocked camos and I didn't attachments. Yeah, I forgot about that completely. <laughs> I thought that was awesome, but a lot of people did not like that. And you know, I get that. Um, I think zombies is just so significant that. Black Ops 1 Zombies is maybe not the best. I, a lot of people really think Black Ops 3 is the best, and I, I can't hate on that. But Black dude. Ops 1 really set the story in motion, man. And and look at the, look at the map development, dude. Like, all the maps on Black Ops, dude, they're, they're still being used to this day. Firing range, you yeah, know. I've... And every, and that's one of those... Nuketown, too, but Nuketown's one of those maps that, like, a lot of these Call of Duty players have been playing since the beginning's kind of like Nuketown's getting a little tired because they keep just using it and using it and using yeah. it. But it just shows you how good of a map layout it is that they're still using it to this day in Treyarch games. Same thing with Firing Range, and I'm sure there's other maps on Black Ops that are getting reused because they were such a good layout, which, you know, it's all the same layout. It's three lanes, three main lanes with, you know, some some different buildings and, and stuff you can go in. The newer ones, not so much, or maybe three lanes, but there's a lot more elevation. The new maps is just mush brain. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's elevation in the older ones, but they didn't play, like, they didn't have... They they just play different. I don't know. It's it's different. I I can't really describe it. A lot of it has to sure, do with the movement too. Yeah, movements changed a lot. Dude, for sure. Uh, just Black another, Ops One 
Yeah, I don't know if Black Ops 1 should be S tier, but I, I just loved it so much I gotta put it there. I was just about to it, argue another reason why it should be an S tier, dude. Dolphin diving. I mean, I'm meh. Yeah, I've never heard <laughs> dolphin diving and sliding, you know? Yeah. It, I think sliding's kind of overpowered, broken. It is. You can have a lot of movement glitches with it. But uh, the only thing I didn't like about Black Ops 1 was the snipers, man. They, they did not want you quick scoping. Okay, they yeah. They said I no see. to MW2 <laughs> quick scope. That, uh, I don't remember the guns by heart, but the L, L11 or L7. Oh my god, that's yeah. so slow. God, and that, man. It was just like the. If you held your breath, you know, that was the only time your scope was on. <laughs> I mean, it moved a shit ton any other time. It was like out here intoxicated in the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think there's Dragon's Breath in multiplayer. I don't think so, but it was in the campaign. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It was, you used it in one mission, and I was like, I gotta get the Dragon's Breath Spass 12. <sighs> it's in, I think it's in the Vietnam part of the campaign. Because oh, wow. that was one of my favorite parts, is you're in Vietnam, dude. The campaign on Black Ops 1 is one of the best ones. I think that's why I got so high up. Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna have to go with you on that one. and I definitely want to move on before you move Black Ops 1, because that's where I wanted that. <laughs> what do you got on MW3? The first Call of Duty that I was to own. Oh, yeah. Th this is the first one that I got on Xbox 360. And so, campaign, pretty good. I, I like I like how the ending is, but Soap dies, man. That, that hurts. And then... You know, survival Macro finally dies. You know, survival is so underrated, so, dude. I could spend hours on that. Absolutely, dude. Resistance. Oh my god, resistance. Yes, that's the map that I always one. played. Was resistance. Holding up in that middle house, dude. If you had a good teammate and y'all could watch both entryways, I always sent... played in the top left of the map, dude. Oh really? Oh wait, where, uh -huh. where would that be? Two entryways. Is oh, are you talking shop? about that bookstore? Yeah, uh -huh. we've played that before together. Not that was like towards the beginning of us becoming friends. But I remember that because I I thought it was so weird. I'm like, why does he want to be back here? But yeah, that that makes a lot more sense because there's not really, it's it's got a better escape route than the uh, than uh -huh. the main map does. But uh, also, end up three infected all or nothing all the party game modes that I I really like end up three's party game modes as much as Black Ops ones. The guns on on Modern Warfare Three were so cool too. Like and yeah, the you know, MSR. I mean, sniping the was, intervention was nice on MW Two, but MSR. I'm taking MSR. You know, dual wield FMJ nine or FM nines, dude. I mean, I, I I ain't liking those. Those are OP. Unaffected though, they're freaking great. Yeah, unaffected they're nice, but if you get someone to multiplayer on that, God, it's tilting. Yeah. You know, a lot of guns were OP then because there's no like trigger limit. You know, like. You could fire them as fast as you could. So, like, the forty-four mag or Desert Eagle will just obliterate you in half yeah. a second. But yeah. Especially you get somebody that's really accurate with a hip fire. That Deagle's going to mess was, you up. Dude, me with the forty-four mag was a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yeah. And I remember a lot of, like, throwing knife montages on MW2 and 3. Especially 3, I feel like. MW3 holds a special place in my heart because that's where I got... Obviously, it's my first Call of Duty, but it was the first Call of Duty I got a gold gun in, dude. I'll never forget. Like, UMP was the first gold gun I ever get, got in Call of Duty. I think my dad played more MW3 than I did, man. I, he played... I don't know. We played it a lot. That game was great, dude. It was so fun. It's so fun to play with your buddies, too. Like, since the Multiplayer was so good, too. A lot of good maps. Dome is probably... I wish they'd be in more cause. I mean, I know it's in Warzone right now, but it needs to be in a multiplayer map. Yeah. I didn't play much Spec Ops. I don't really know if that's something you can get on. 
Yeah, I like Spec Ops. Uh, I think MW2 had the better Spec Ops. Yeah. And I kind of should have got on it on MW2, but um, it's pretty similar in MW3. It had some MW2 missions that I think... Uh, I like Spec Ops. I, I'd go for times, but I wasn't super into it. Like, I wouldn't do it all the time. Yeah. Another thing on MW2 is, like, playing with your friends like Michael Myers. MW2 <laughs> is way better for that. Custom game Marathon on there. Marathon Pro and ninja pro yeah you going anywhere where where um, would where would you put modern warfare 3 though that's that's hard because it's a good game it's it's really good i like it but i don't want nostalgia to alter my opinion too much i'm gonna be honest i want to put it in b tier but survival's kind of pushing me towards a but i, yeah, I, I i'm on a tier i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad either way I, I was thinking b tier at first but there there's a lot like it's a finished game you know i mean you can't even say that about new games so yeah it's a tier yeah it's a finished game i mean what more needs to be said mw3 if you haven't played it i'd go back and play it yeah especially if you're not on pc because you can actually get it for a decent price <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Black Ops Two. It's I'm not even I'm not even gonna say it. Just S tier immediately. Uh, uh, yes, uh, like, say. if there was an S plus, dude, that's God tier for us. Like that's yeah, that's the game I, that we we became like pretty close friends on. That game it did everything right. Force game chat, S and D, league play, custom emblems. Like I could go on and on, dude. It had the. I mean, all the CODs before that had forced S and D. I think. Oh, dude, still Black Ops Two was unhinged. It was the best. Like sure, zombies on there got really good with Mava and Origins. Branching storyline campaign. Like they, I, yeah. Where did they mess up? That's like, un, that's even unheard of now. Nowadays, like branching storyline, they don't want to put in the time. Like I said, Black Ops Four didn't even bother to put a campaign in their game. Much yeah. less a branch. Black Ops Two is one of the most like complete games from the start. Uh, all the weapons on there are really cool. I can't hate on any weapons really. I'm they're so unique. You know, I'm I hate it, but I love it. So I think know, I, I'd always run a Kimbo executioners, even though I hated them. Dude, and and uh, I don't I don't know much about the ga- guns from the previous games, but like just using like the scorpion, like that rate of fire was intense. Oh yeah, scorpion! You could hear SMG somebody using so the scorpion good. from A ninety four, no twenty seven, Scar H. No two weapons were the same in their class. Like, there's no assault rifle that's like another the KSG. one. There, there was so much variety. Like, every gun had something that was good about it and bad about it. Like, it, it was so balanced, too. I, I would even say it's balanced, which is odd for a Call of Duty to say that it actually has a balanced gun base. I don't know if I'd say that. Uh, KSG's a little OP. Yeah, but at the same time, if you weren't very good with it, or if you tried to hip fire with it, you were... No, if you weren't good with it, you'd probably get fucked. Yeah. It, it, that was it, a skill gap gun, for sure. Yeah, that that's the best thing. Like, it, it's kind of skilled. I think sniping was OP. I, th- I think aim assist was too much. It was easy. I love. And everyone's all all about the ballista man, but homie, the DSR be putting in that work. Yeah, I always, always was. Chest. I was always on that DSR bus because you know, I I just I could. I would get so angry if I just hit like one belt loop uh, below the yeah. chest and it's like a hit marker. I'm like, come on, game. Like, why? Now, why if you, you got me in a free for all game, I'd probably be rocking the ballista most of the time. Yeah, that, that rechamber speed. Beats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else was there? Top seven? I mean, 
God, I could use only the five seven and kill most of the enemy <laughs> team on Search and Destroy. It seemed. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then LMGs. I don't think there's a single bad LMG on that game. They were all really good. I'm. I hate LMGs in every Call of Duty, but I I could get down with the old LSAT, dude. Dude, LSAT put in work. You put a quick draw and like target finder, maybe <laughs> a suppressor too. You know, you get all three. Yeah. That's all I like too about the builder class. You could get three attachments if you want it. And the the what were they called? The special things at the bottom. Wild the cards. Class menu? Yeah, the wild cards. I where'd that go, dude? That was one of the coolest things ever. The pick ten with the wild cards. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It, that that they did the class system so well on that game. And then I think it was the first game to have score streaks too. And I love score streaks. Yeah. Because if you play the objective, you're not penalized, you know. Or you're, or you're one of these guys that just, you know, gets killed, stolen. Like yeah, maybe, you're, maybe you're not as good at the game, you know. I mean, that's good on new players too, and it's good for experienced players. Yeah. Let's let's get on some uh, COD Ghostesses, which is a huge, huge controversy. So, I'm I'm just gonna say C tier. I I would put it higher, but I am gonna I, I will listen to the community. Uh, if you think it deserves to be higher, you know you can say what you think. Yeah, it had a, it had a moderately decent story enough to enough to keep it from D tier. I think a good story, really. It was a good story, and I was really hyped. I was like, "Oh, they're making a ghost too." I was like, "Everyone was hating on Ghost Man, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty unique." Kind of fun. I, I can still remember the trailer with Eminem, dude. Just fucking survival of this. I bet this is something that you probably forgot about, but uh, they actually had a game mode evolution. For Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. But they, they actually had Michael Myers as a game mode during Halloween. I know, I remember that. I played it. I love that. Like, you actually, Michael Myers actually was like dressed up in ghillie and somewhat yeah, looked I like I remember him. my dad played it and was telling me about it. And I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was kind of underrated. But yeah, you caught me off uh, guard a with lot the little on there were good. Honey Badger, dude. <laughs> I just Honey Badger, so the snipers. I hated the Lynx, though. God, the Lynx was slow. I don't remember two. Vector too much, on though. there was where it was at dude man and ghosts they were one of the first ones to try to halfway recreate uh all get all gillied up weren't they with that one mission i don't remember much that, of, of like all the campaign i was sure the story was really good i remember that one specific mission where you're like crawling through the grass and you like have to play as yeah, a dog I remember that, and have riley yeah 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 that, that was another thing people kind of crapped on it a little bit for that the, the whole dog thing. was really good too it was a real team driven game mode. i loved it yeah, I'd, yeah, I think a lot of people need to give Ghosts another chance. I think they definitely. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the community just hated on it, and that just everyone joined the band bandwagon on it. But they did. I loved it. Let's let's. Infected ma- was pretty fun too on there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I forgot it even had Infected. Yeah. Speaking of Call of Duties that did absolutely terrible and bombed, uh, what about Advanced Warfare? Our first XO uh, COD game. I don't know where to put it. I don't want to hate on it too much because there are some things I liked about it. I will say between the two or between the three, I thought it was a real creative game. Between the three XO games, I would say this is the worst in my opinion. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, it whether whether or not you hate the story or not, it had it had its memes. I didn't hate it, it's, especially since <laughs> the, I have to pay respects, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, and the first like. First, like, third of the game, it might be more like a quarter. You don't even get the exosuit, so it's kind of like... It, it, it makes sense. I like the story, I will say. It, it, it yeah, was I okay. like Kevin Spacey in there, too. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, dude. 
I don't know. Was it there like the first mission your arm gets stripped off by a robot or was that Infinite Warfare? That was... Or Black Ops 3 maybe. Maybe it was Black Ops 3. All I remember is that whatever game it was that had the robot. Black I think Ops. Infinite Black Ops. No, it was Black Ops 3 because uh, Kevin Spacey. That was that violent, stuff. bro. I think so. I could be completely wrong. I think I am wrong. I think it is Advanced Warfare. I don't know. You'll have to do research <laughs> on that yeah, one. Yeah, someone's got to do it because it's been way too long since I played the campaign. But where, so where, 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 where you... dude? I'm. That's up to you. I really don't care. I, I, I've definitely got it somewhere mid. Really, I'm, I'm leaning towards E tier. Because uh, mid, like mid, it, mid to low. The, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. The pay to win was just too much, man. Oh, the Obsidian C. Yeah. Okay. Where we got this yeah, E, e or it, F? <laughs> e. It's not F. I completely forgot about the Obsidian. I can, C. I can, I can go back and play it and have fun. There's infected on there too, right? Yeah, and that that's the uh, exo zombies and like the, infected. The God. kicks, the kicks was kind of OP, but it was kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, the, I liked how there's different weapon variants, but if they didn't monetize it, I think it would have been higher on the list. Um, it was real creative to go to a, like a futuristic like movement like that. I think I think a lot of people should not just because it was different but not only that but it was, think, a, it was a risk for the franchise too oh yeah that's i was about to say that it's like a super big risk on them to try and give us something new and creative um, i don't really think i got much more to say zombies i never got way into it but it was fun it was harder it was one of the harder zombies games for sure kind of sucked that it was a dlc too though yeah i mean i never got to play because i wasn't getting around money. 20 plus was a challenge for me yeah, I mean, well, even on like uh, on Black Ops Three, the uh, the map that does drop where there's the grav zero gravity room, dude. That's that sucks. <laughs> you don't expect the zombies to be high up in the air, like you know, above you yeah. or below you or whatever. It's <laughs> kind of throws another throws a curveball in. Yeah, for sure. I I'm guess we can kind of move to Black Ops Three now. Yeah, what what have you got on Black Ops Three? Because I think <laughs> I think we both. I, I think you should be the one to place it. You. Uh, I, I played it a lot. I mean, more than you probably because I was a higher level, but yeah. I mean, I think once you grind the game so much, you kind of dislike it more, but I, I like Black Ops 3. For, there's a lot of things they did right, but a lot of things that could have been better. For me, there's for me, there's not much keeping it from being S-tier. I've really got really? to love it. I love Dang. it so much. It's got... They redid some Zombies maps. That was just the best thing ever. I like that. I like Zombie Chronicles for sure you know dies and Drock was just you know origins but their version yeah. loved that you know the bows and everything i do wish shadows they evil shadows oh my god shadows another reason to put an s one of the best launch maps of all time yeah that dude just like the the melee weapons whenever we found that out oh my god game changer it's so much fun dude it just you the you, melee weapons were so fun dude you take you take just you're sitting there grinding trying to do good trying to level up and you just get in a lobby where it's like headache you can't do good you can't do nothing no just melee dude melee, <laughs> yeah have some fun have some fun take Always a break from being fun. serious like oh my god and the weapons i some killing sprees with it dude same like we we'd be top of the lobby running melee class like i i guess some people probably would say it's op because of the movement it's a lot easier to get closer to somebody but at the same I time you got easy to get away from them yeah you've got the same movement that that guy does so it's kind of like you just need to be more aware of your surroundings really for sure. Uh, Killstreaks, uh, raps, so cool, dude. One of the coolest. 
Yeah, and it had a great story. It especially the you being able to like level up in the story, you know, it didn't yeah, help I anything. Thought that was cool. I, I would say I got really close to actually prestiging in the story. I played it several times. I played it with Jordan like two or three times. I played with my wife two or three times. And, yeah, that's another thing about it, the co op story. Yeah, and well if you think Where back did that go? If you think back, you can actually beat the story and if you do, you get the reward of being able to play the story, but all the enemies are zombies. Nightmare. Yeah, mode. I remember playing that too. Which, you know, I didn't really play, but I thought it was a freaking cool aspect. We did play it one time, I remember. Yeah, we didn't make it very far. It was it wasn't it wasn't for me. I don't know if it was for you, but I'd I'd nah, played the really. I'd play the story so many times too. It's just like yeah. I, I could go back and play it again, but back then whenever it was popular, I was playing the story a lot. I really enjoyed it. Frozen Forest, all the yeah, I was, that was another I got thing all too. the uh specialist gold. I liked specialist too. I thought the specialists were awesome. For once in a Call of Duty story I, I don't know, I could be speaking out on this, but in, in my mind, in my recollection, this was the first Black Ops story where there wasn't a set, I mean, there was a set enemy, but at the same time as battling enemies, you were also having to kind of deal with psychological stuff like in, within the story. Yeah. So it was kind of like you were having to deal with uh, an enemy within and also around you. So it was like super cool. I loved it. I could just go crazy about Black Ops 3. It was a great game for oh. me. I feel like I could redo this entire tier list now if it's because to me, Black Ops 3 is better than Ghost. And it's at least as good as MW2, but I don't know if I'd say it's better than War of the War, MW3 for sure. It's hard for me to say it's as good as the first two Black Ops because those are. I could definitely play them for days. Yeah. And I can Black Ops 3, but. I don't think most people would agree with it, but I, I can definitely say A tier. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of crazy to say it's better than End Up 2, but I liked it a lot. I played it more than End Up 2, and what I, I re- played a lot of the OG CODs. From what I remember, it had a pretty decent launch, too, did it not? Yeah, it had a really good launch. That's, that's I think a lot of people were looking forward to it. That's something that's that uh, you'll notice on this tier list, something that has gone down in uh, is the launches on these games. Yeah, and uh, I think that, I think I could update this tier list. Like, my opinion might change in a few years, or you know. Yeah. So, uh, all this is kind of subject to change. And it's all personal opinions. It's not like we're trying to say it's fact or nothing. Yeah. Where do you have Infinite Warfare? At the another it, another controversial EXO game. I w- I would say uh, C or D. Probably C or D. probably D. I don't think it's better than Ghost. Yeah, I could get on board with the only, the only thing I really this is uh, one of the first Call of Duty games where I didn't get all the way through the story, uh, but I will say the only thing that kind of I liked about it a lot was you know the multiplayer is pretty good. It was mid, but what I really did like was the zombies in Spaceland. That was dope. Like I love that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's one of the funnest zombies maps ever. Like and it had no exo movement, so I mean you can't even like act like that was a big deal. I'm sorry for you nerds who have to have a, a storyline behind every zombies map you play and deep lore behind every zombies map, but you guys have to step back and stop being so serious and play play a map like you know zombies in space. Dude, when, David, chill. when David Hasselhoff comes to your rescue, I mean you, that's just awesome. I can't even hate, dude. I did like in these the '80s songs that they put in there. Like yeah, I know some oh of the God. best music in a zombies game. 
I didn't, I didn't, and it was playing constantly. You didn't have to do some crazy, you know, Easter egg to yeah, get the Easter songs egg. to play. And you can only have it once in the game. Yeah, it's like, it's constant. It's just like, it's good vibes, dude. Like, that map is just good vibes if I just had to I never did the Easter thing. egg, but I remember watching it, and I thought it was pretty cool. I can't even remember it much anymore, but I was like, that's, that's a did, good Easter egg. I didn't even know there was an Easter egg. Yeah. Is who who's like the uh, the Panzer? You know, like the boss that comes in after like round eight or whatever. What was that? Like, I don't. The remember. clowns. No, that that that, that that was the dogs. What was was there a boss? I can't even remember. Yeah, there was. I just don't remember what it was. I will have to look that up later. That's gonna bug me a lot. Yeah, there there was a guy that like ran around or whatever. I can't remember, but on the I graphics too, clowns, like creepy as fuck. The graphics too, like how they had like all the retro, like the you know in the loading screen, you had like the popcorn with the faces on it. Yeah, and, like, I always thought that was cool. Little devil as your wild card thing. We're hanging up on this too long. What where we got <laughs> World War Two? World War Two? Oh man, that's a hard one. I really did not like World War Two. I'm right there with you. It. I, yeah, what, I the, think. I think. I would have liked it, man. I really like World War Two games. They had some great like, ideas with like the everybody being in like a you know that hub area. That that was you know that was a good idea. It's like, Just, they're but, trying to be Destiny or something, man. Yeah, I, I ain't big on the hub. I, I'm, it's never been a COD thing for me, you know. I liked the idea, but I didn't like it in a COD game. Yeah, like Destiny, I like the hub, but on COD, uh, nah. And another thing that was okay, I thought, was uh, the war game mode where you had like several yeah, different. I do like that. that was about the only thing I really liked, and it had a pretty good campaign. But all it took was one dude. And you probably weren't getting the preachers built. Oh yeah, and on D Day too, dude. If you had one guy that was on his on his game on the turret, oh my god, dude, y'all yeah. weren't y'all weren't going nowhere. There's a lot of matches so, like that too. I liked it, but the balance wasn't really perfect for map design. F tier would be looking pretty lonely, in my opinion. Yeah, that's. I was also <laughs> thinking I'd rather play Advanced Warfare than World War Two. Oh, absolutely. I don't, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hate on World War Two too much, but when you put that in perspective, if I I would rather play anything from this up other than that. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. Black Ops Four, the only Call of Duty game that after I was invested in the franchise, I skipped, and I'm not upset about it. It's the only game I've never played in Call of Duty history. Well. If I could rate it, I'd put it in F, but I can't because I've never played it. I think Jordan's the same way, but... I think, nah, I, I've heard it's a really, like, I like competitive multiplayer, and I've heard it's really good about that. I'll put it wherever, but I've never played it, so I'm... I, no, I'm yeah, never played. I, I would I would get it just so I could play the end of Zombies. That, that'd be the only reason, honestly, if I'm... Yeah, I do think it had some good Zombies maps. I hate it, too, that it didn't have a campaign. Like, are y'all... I like, never played why? the Zombies, but I liked watching gameplay of it you know modern warfare 2019 Mark. something everybody was excited about everybody's fired up about and yeah i like 2019 it was it was fun the looking back the attack the all the attachments was kind of a cool thing even in the time like of it being out but looking back now man that pick 10 was such a great system like yeah it wasn't yeah, confusing sure the attachments were I don't know. There's there's just too many. Uh, that's the thing with the newest Modern Warfare. Is that I don't, so many different versions of attachments. It's too much for most people, man. The casual player base is just not going to be there for that. I don't want to have to pull out a scientific graph to figure out what yeah. attachment I need to pair with Let me something. throw on a stock and a long barrel like Black Ops 2 and I'm good. Or whatever. Like, they, they made it too complicated. And I like 
I like the attachment setup on Modern Warfare 2019. I, I think that's really cool. The one um, well, multiplayer was fun, you know. The only redeeming factor for me for Modern Warfare 2019 is the story was great. Like it, it had a really yeah, good story. Absolutely good it, story. Um, did it have Spec Ops? I feel like it needs Spec Ops or something. Ooh, I I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure. Maybe, maybe not Spec Ops, but I feel like it had some other game mode. This territory of we're starting to get into the newer Call of Duty games. This is this is where we ran into issues of leaderboards not being in games from start. Like just yeah. Little... Um, I think 2019 was pretty complete from the start, so I'm not gonna shoot on it for that. Yeah. Uh, 725 was OP. I mean, there's there's gonna be a few OP guns at the launch. I'm not gonna hate on that either. Yeah. Um. Where to put it? Um, Brought back I'd nukes too. C- yeah, I'd say at least C tier. I, I, I could um, see that. I'd rather play it than some of the mid uh, XO yeah. games. That's, well, that's I definitely right. would play MW two over the new MW. I, I would play Ghost before Modern Warfare, but they're they're on the same tier, so you know. And I, 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 I I'm I, indifferent on that. I can play either. So. I, I would want to play Ghost just to give it another chance. Honestly, that's kind of where I'm at with the Ghost. If you don't, obviously I'd play the new one just because there's more players, but yeah. if they both had, like, the player base, I'd be hopping in an extinction game right now. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be right there with you. I, I only played it a couple times, but it was definitely, it, it it being one of those games, let's see, I I want to say Ghost was around the time you went to PC, I want to say, because I don't remember playing yeah, it that no, much with no. you. I don't remember playing Ghost that much with you. There, there must have been a transition there. I we didn't know. play much ghosts. Yeah, I don't know why we played a lot was. of Black Ops too. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't play ghosts. Yeah, Black Ops or Ghosts was pretty overshadowed by Black Ops Two success. Yeah, I think so. Black Ops Two, I mean, it's just the most successful of all time, I think, for most people. And COD Four, I think a lot of people, Black Ops One. I'm noticing but, a trend um, in Treyarch games. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, I ain't hating on Infinity Ward though. I mean, I love all their games too. Uh, so, Cold War. This, speaking of Treyarch and being successful, I think we need to turn our backs <laughs> and throw this Wait, in the what trash. What do you mean? I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't feeling Cold War. There, there's a few things I like. I didn't like multiplayer a whole lot, but I did like it a lot at the same time. For some reason, dude, I could snipe on this game. I I didn't yeah. play Cold War that much just because I just I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't feeling it. it had a uh, secondary shotguns came back and they weren't overpowered i can't and they were pretty balanced i liked them i like the 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 pump the heal or i can't even remember i will say this is another one of those games that i'm i loved the campaign on it messed with your head it was psychological yeah, and it you could do have different outcomes yeah that that that's another thing that's another thing that i would my fucking onion mason oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, that that's another thing. And uh, they had zombies in the campaign. That was dope. Like, yeah, that was awesome. It, granted, it was for just like a tiny little segment in a mission, but it was cool to see that. It was cool. It was cool. Where you got it at? And then Cold War zombies. I liked it. It wouldn't now, the was, same. Was that the zombies? It was, it was that, nice. Was that the zombies where they were trying to they were trying to have the really scary zombies again? You started like the tutorial was in that little cabin. I no, think so. I don't think so. Well. 
I think it's Vanguard Zombies that I'm I'm gonna rip into. But yeah, Cold, Cold War Zombies I think was because you had that whole like basement area in the starting map where you can like go down there and all that. I might be wrong. I don't remember the zombies from Cold War that well. The anomalies and all that. You don't remember to get the pack punch. Yeah. Had, um... Oh, oh yeah. Cold War had an awesome zombies. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm about to say it's a good zombies. Uh yeah, yeah. I had a really it good. Started out in like a remake of Nocturne and Totem. Yeah, it was like and it wasn't really Nocturne and Totem, but it was like the Wonder Weapon you had to get, or I don't know if yeah, it was. Yeah, I Wonder love Weapon the steps whatever. to get it. The crates and, you and everything. The too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I still some of the zombies would drop like Simtexes and stuff. I thought that was cool. I still remember. I still remember a lot of how to get some of those Wonder Weapons. Actually, I remember to get the gas when you got to get that dog thing or whatever comes out on the dog ground and. I remember some of the steps and some about yeah. the boss or whatever. You got to kill him near a tree to freeze it over. It's so weird yeah. how you do zombie steps and you just remember it years yeah, later. Yeah, I remember doing <laughs> that a few times. Um, um, man, I want to play Cold War Zombies now. <laughs> it was good. I liked Cold War Zombies. Uh, and they had that big ass thing in the starting map at the edge of it for just a split second where you did part of the steps or something. Yeah, being able yeah. to evac too, that was a great thing about it, you know. I thought that was cool. That way you don't have to sit there and just struggle and go down or whatever. And then the, the Easter egg and zombies, not the not the main one, but um, the like the zombies doing the coffin dance. That was oh, so yeah. funny. <laughs> the coffin dance. I I can't. I gotta mention that. That was so good. All that so be- where to put it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With all that being said, man, I'm I'm. Conflicted. I'd rather play Cold War than shipment twenty four seven. Modern Warfare, you know, and Ghosts. I'd rather play it than that, I think. I'd, I'd put it B tier. I'll, I'll, I'll go play with it with. If MW2 was full, I'd rather play MW2, but Cold War, I'd definitely play over 2019. And then we get to Vanguard. Yeah, I'm Vanguard. just straight up saying F tier. I'd rather play yeah. Advanced Warfare than Vanguard. I'd rather play anything than Vanguard, dude. Vanguard, even it's, you didn't play it's zombies, or you might have, and you just not talked about it, but dude, it's zombies. is It's so, so extremely easy. Like, I'm talking, it makes Buried look like the hardest zombies map ever. Like, it's me me and my wife, and my wife is not a competitive game by what, no means at all, and I'm not, I'm not competitive either, but I'm kind of between competitive and casual. Dude, we were literally just standing there looking up any way we can progress farther in that game. Any Easter egg, there really wasn't it. There was two small, like, tiny Easter eggs. We did those. We did literally everything. And we had to, like, just end the game. Because that was so easy. Like, that is literally the easiest Zombies game ever. I Zombies. I don't even remember playing it. It was terrible. It was like... And it was like, you. your starting room was, like, basically a safe room. Like, nothing would hurt you unless you went up to it. Like, it's just too easy, dude. I'm not saying I played it. I don't know what the, the DLC. Campaign, I, I'm not being on the campaign. I don't know what the DLC zombies maps were like, but the starting map, dude, I'm just telling the you. Multiplayer, I, dude. I I never want to touch that multiplayer again. I will let it burn in the hell. I hated that multiplayer. It dude. was awful. It was so toxic to me. I just could not do nothing on there, dude. The map design. There's like three levels on that hotel map or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just sit behind head glitching. Yep. There's so many head glitch spots on that game. I can't think of one map I enjoyed. It's like the enemy team would always have a guy head glitched, and at the same time, they'd have somebody else that was just running the map on all three yeah. floors, and like you just couldn't win, couldn't do anything. And that I one, I felt like I'm Black Ops 2. There's always campers, but I could deal with them more. Yeah, 
I don't know, man. It's skill-based matchmaking came into effect about halfway through this list too, so that also just bombs or bombs the scores for most of these newer games. Yeah. Um, I can deal with skill-based matchmaking on a good game, but on a bad game, hell no. I I completely but agree. Skill-based matchmaking, in my opinion, is it, it isn't working. Like I think the devs. It might be working like they intended to, but I think the community is not enjoying it for the most part. It's too intense, where it's like it basically punishes you for doing well, and they, they just yeah, need to figure this out. Very casual player, I feel like it's not pretty. I feel like Call of Duty doesn't seem to focus too much on the veterans, you know, of the who's play their games anymore. Yeah, I'm 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 not mad at this tier list. I kind of I kind of like I yeah. Kinda any changes you'd make now? Are you looking at it? Uh, if if uh, our current Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered was up here, uh, it would definitely be right with World War 2, I would say. 2 Remastered? Or yeah. 20, or 2022? 2022 Modern Warfare 2, the newest one. Or, yeah, 2022 Call of Duty. It, it'd be yeah. F uh, for me. I'd put it, I'd put it at C, you know. Just... Yeah, I, I, guess, was, I guess I would probably put it there, too, because it basically is 2019 Remastered. Like, yeah, but incomplete. So I guess you could say D tier, because there's still. Uh, is there even leaderboards still? I have no idea. I I, I refuse to. If there's not leaderboards, then that's yeah. I mean that no KD. I can't even see on KD man. Like that's another thing too. A lot of people are complaining about is the roadmap. Even this next roadmap for the next big update they're doing for that game literally only focused on Warzone. So it's like these guys that spent uh, seventy dollars. It's like these guys that paid $70 for a game aren't even getting content whenever you're feeding content to the people who are playing a you're free game. You're not even getting a full game, you know? Yeah. And here they are just pumping money in Warzone. I get it for for I their company. I the next card, honestly. I mean, they're just shitting on Because you know it's going to be based around Warzone just like 2019 was. It's Treyarch's turn. I hope I hope they do something good. I, that's all I have against zombies, probably. But, I mean, other than that, what am I going to do? I'm not playing multiplayer very much on it, probably. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know, I, I didn't Mark have a video out saying it's going to be different or something. I ain't watched it yet. I have not watched it yet either, yeah. I hope so. It, it could be different, and I'd like to see what Treyarch's got, you know, under the hidden up their sleeve, you know, if they're doing something different. This like is an opinion that both me and you have, but I would not be mad whatsoever to see another EXO game just for fun. Like, just God, call right, it. A game, like, if a continuation like Black Ops 3 came out, I would be all on that. Call of Duty just—they—they—they they need a—they need to just step back from this sweat fest that's been the last three Call of Duties and just have another chill like game that's not like For sure. your parents are gonna beat you if you don't win the next match. I feel like Ops Three Revival is one of the funnest things. For yeah, in a while for me. Can't what can't wait until they do that again. He's definitely talking about doing another one. That would be great. I'd definitely be playing it. With all that being said, guys, we've definitely ran a lot over. I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit longer of an episode. If you did, definitely let us know. Jordan, do you have anything to say to these lovely people before we bounce out of here? Deuces. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next time.